Hi, everyone, and welcome to Start With Questions, a transformational leadership podcast hosted by Mount Vernon Ventures, an R&D company at the Mount Vernon School in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm your host for today, Ann Marsh Rutledge, Executive Director of Mount Vernon Ventures. Joining me today are Ben Potter, Dean of Students for Mount Vernon Online, and Jared Colley, Head of Learning and Innovation for the Upper Campus of the Mount Vernon School. Um, both of them also are instrumental to putting together our fall R&D report, um, which is just released, as well as Hero Korea, Head Athletic Trainer at the Mount Vernon School. They are all here today to answer the question, how do we foster total health within our organization? Hi, everybody. Hey, and Marsh, thanks for having Hello. us. Yeah, good to be here. So team, uh, as you all know, the Ventures Group released our fall R&D report, Total Health in October. I'm excited to interview this team about the research findings in the report, its implications for organizations, and also how we're implementing total health within the Mount Vernon School. Jared, you serve as editor for the Ventures R&D reports. Start us off with a quick recap of what R&D reports are and why they're valuable for schools and organizations. Sure. Thank you so much, Ann Marsh. It's great to be back on Start With Questions, uh, talking about this exciting um, uh, topic that is the front and center piece of our latest R&D report. So let me tell you a little bit about what R&D reports are and, and, and why we're producing them on a quarterly basis here at MV Ventures. Um, Mount Vernon Ventures publishes these quarterly transformation R&D reports in order to analyze impactful topics in education for leaders and professionals navigating a complex world. Uh, I mean, another way to put that is we are busy people running schools, leading teams, and there's a lot of information coming at us very quickly in terms of the design and research uh, that are coming out of emerging tech, that are coming out of our development of more innovative methodologies and exercise and fitness for this report. So our point is we want to synthesize that research. We want to bring that information together for people who don't necessarily have the bandwidth or time to do that themselves because they're running schools on a daily operational basis. Um, so we hope that we can explore the drivers, the signals and trends affecting the education sector and serve schools by conducting extensive research and synthesizing ideas, identifying implications and amplifying their potential uh, uh, by providing recommendations for your school to consider. Um, and so that's why we do these R&D reports. Our previous one from the summer was about the emergence of artificial intelligence. And now we feel like it's time to pivot and return to the human body and explore innovative practices of developing a total health approach to health and fitness. Awesome. You were reading my mind. I was just going to ask why total health and why now? So um, dive a little bit deeper into that relationship with AI and total health and your thinking behind why this topic right now. Sure. I think one of the things we discovered by doing a deep dive into research around artificial intelligence is that artificial intelligence is absolutely impressive, transformative technologies. But in no way do, does the artificial intelligence technologies that are at least functional right now measure up to the human advantage. And that human advantage involves not just our brain power, but our bodies as well. I think one area 
that's very exciting in terms of what the limitations of AI have revealed is that a lot of our approaches to creating artificial intelligence didn't take seriously the human body. And we've, as a result, run into a lot of uh, dead ends in the research. Um, we've discovered that the easy things are hard, like perception and movement uh, um, when trying to create artificially intelligent machines. And so this also just made very clear to us as a research institution that this is a great moment to really really focus on the human advantage. And part of that advantage is our embodiment, our total health, the relationship between our mind and body. And in the age of machines, that is an advantage that we have and therefore we should explore. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing some of your thoughts behind why this topic and why now. So then um, take us a little bit more into an overview of the report. What is total health and what's kind of the big picture on, on what this report is all about? Sure. Yeah. Well, let me let me start with what uh, total health is, quote unquote, total health and how we sort of define that. Um, it's really it's really kind of simple. We view total health as the overall state of a person's well-being. So that would include a person's physical fitness, their mental health and their happiness. Uh, and so when we talk about the, you know, the total part of total health, what we mean is that as Jared was alluding to, you know, the mind, the body, the brain, uh, you know, terms and concepts like that are really interconnected. Uh, so you can't really extrapolate mental health from physical health uh, and happiness from mental health and physical fitness. These, these terms are so interconnected uh, that they imply sort of a totality. Uh, so when we say total health, we just mean a person's overall mental, physical uh, well-being. It uh, doesn't mean, you know, a totally healthy person doesn't have to be uh, in peak physical shape. Uh, total health doesn't mean uh, you have to be, you know, an Olympic level athlete uh, or that you have to, you know, that a, ment a mentally healthy person lives this completely stress-free lifestyle where they're always just in this Zen state or something like that. It doesn't, it doesn't mean any of those, those things. Um, but, but what it does mean is that, uh, uh, someone pursuing total health is looking for balance, uh, well-being in, in sort of every aspect, um, and, and able to, you know, healthily cope with, uh, with the highs and lows, uh, of, of, of life. Uh, so that's, that's kind of what total health refers to. And so really are we like taking a systems thinking approach to health and wellness? I think that's a good way of putting it. I think it's a good way of putting it. We don't necessarily, uh, we don't necessarily come out and say the word system thinking, uh, systems thinking in the, in the report, but it, it is, it is kind of a, a holistic systems uh, style approach uh, to these, to these topics, you know, and, and, and health and wellness, these are not, you know, these, these are not new topics uh, in, 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 in the world of, of of education by any means, but what we think that we can offer in this report is uh, sort of a timely application, as Jared was 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 stating, uh, to where we are uh, with advancements in uh, certain types of technologies, including uh, uh, you know artificial intelligence. Um, but but also what we're trying to do here is summarize various approaches to health and wellness that have been done and also really offer some starting points for organizations who are looking to have healthier, happier environments. So for for someone who says, OK, this topic is is great, but there's just so much there. Where do I where do I start? You know, <laughs> this is so much to 
to to to to bite off how do you chew this much we're just hoping to say hey here's some possible starting points here's what's been going on you know here's some cool stuff and here's maybe some some things to think about about how to begin having a happier and healthier organization um so that's that's yeah. really where we're where we're kind of uh thinking in terms of the report that's great. Will you share some of those big themes that are emerging for our listeners? Just if if you are just getting started with total health and this is something that's interesting, what are some of the themes that our listeners could look for to read about in the report? Yeah. So there's well, there's several themes. I'll give you a few that I think are particularly uh um exciting. One, as we talked about, the the intersection of you know health and wellness with emerging technologies. And a lot of people are very much in on this game. Wearable devices are ubiquitous. Um, you know, you know, I, I have worn a smartwatch for the past few years and, and many other people do as well. But the types of technologies that are available go far beyond uh, uh, wearables, but also intersect with those. So what do we do at a time of unprecedented biometric technologies uh, in a in a in a world that uh, is sort of rampant with uh, with with anxiety and all sorts of, of of physical and mental obstacles to overcome? So the emergence of, uh, of of technologies and how that intersects with total health is a huge theme here. Um, another theme I would say uh, are the development of competencies. We we talk about competencies a lot, um, as you know, at, at Mount Vernon, um, but but also in our in our R and D reports in, in general, looking at uh, what what types of, of of competencies organizations can adopt to encourage and sustain total health. What are those What do those look like? What sh- how should we begin thinking? Uh, what what types of things do we need to have? What I would call a casual fluency uh, in. And finally, opportunities to leverage an organization's strengths to promote total health. It can be really intimidating to look at, uh, you know, the entire landscape of what's going on right now. Well, how do we look at things that we're already doing well and leverage those strengths to to put ourselves in a good position to have a happier, healthier working environment? Um, because the bo- the bottom line is this: the advantages of uh, of a happy, healthy organization do extend to you know productivity but the biggest advantage here is that the people themselves in our organizations you know whether you know, students staff faculty the human beings who make up our organizations uh can can lead happier lives if we if we encourage these types of things so it's very much a people first uh type of approach so uh that may have been <laughs> that may have been a bit of a winding answer to your very uh, straightforward question but those are some of the major themes that we we look at I love that you're already getting into um, what I was going to ask next, which is really about implications for our organizations and how our organizations can use the next steps that are in your report. Um, So tell us a little bit about that. What are the implications for organizations in light of your research? Right. Well, we have so we have a couple of different sections, as you mentioned. Um, we, We look at implications. Uh, in terms of the competencies that organizations might want to develop. And then we try and get a little bit more practical with those in terms of the next steps. Uh, Let me start with some of the competencies. We think that for, you know, organizations, schools, uh, uh, et cetera, uh, to 
really embrace the full spectrum of, of total health and uh, foster happier, healthier environments. We need to learn to stay uh, mentally uh, and physically fit, uh, what, whatever that looks like, you know, so that, and that can look different within different school contexts, you know, uh, it could be something as simple as offering, uh, uh you know, a, a yoga course or something like that. I think Jared actually, um, has, uh, has some stuff that he's been, uh, thinking of too. Ben, thanks for, uh, inviting me into this moment of the conversation. I, I just kind of wanted to emphasize that there is a really um, fascinating through line that's emerging in our R&D research and that a lot of the competencies that Ben's describing, like working well with machines, staying mentally and physically fit, um, using strategic thinking to put information and data to work, right? Data-driven decision-making. These competencies that are showing up in this health and wellness report are the exact same competencies that we identified as what will help you thrive and live well in an age of intelligent machines. And so there is a direct connection, not just in terms of the human body to what we talked about in the last report. There is a direct connection and through line of the same competencies that are showing up in our research um, that are important for being physically fit, but also important for thriving in an age of competing with intelligent machines. So there is a lot of connections to be made, even though these two topics might seem distinctly uh, different from each other. I can definitely see that uh, the future looking lens that you're using with this research uh, would identify some trends that is actually probably really, really reassuring that you're seeing trends that are similar between these these two different research avenues. And as we continue to do future research, uh, that will be a really exciting piece too, is what, what trends really stand out throughout all of the R&D reports. Guys, I'm going to pass it over to Hero um, because I'd love to hear, Hero, in your work with students and faculty at the Mount Vernon School, how does this research show up in what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, and thank you uh, again for inviting me. It's been uh, exciting to hear all that reports. Um, so for me, just to kind of give you a background of like what I typically do, I, I because I'm an athletic trainer, I work with students' injuries. But uh, at the same time, um, I feel like sometimes I, I'm a psychologist, sometimes I, I'm a dietitian, and I'm not professional uh, in those areas, but I have enough experience and uh, training so that I can give a simple, basic um, advice or suggestions to both faculties and students. And the total health, even though I work with athletes and easiest way to look at their performance is their physical ability and what the scoreboard might be. Um, but sometimes the students don't realize how important the mental health is or how much sleep they have to get the, uh, throughout the whole week. And then what they need to put in their body before uh, or during or after the competition or practice. Uh, so not only, you know, so just you being an athlete, just because you play physical activity, uh, you can't ignore the mental and the other aspect of your health. And I think the total health um, does provide us bigger pictures of like we everything is connected and, you know, you have to take care of everything in order to be successful. Uh, so that's kind of my every everyday role of providing the medical care, but 
also kind of combining all the total health. Uh, and then if I need it, I have a lot of referrals and specialists I can um, have our students or faculties uh, reach out to. So uh, that's kind of my daily role here at Mount Vernon and what I do. Being a connector for total health, if there are other more specific kind of experts that need to come in as a super valuable role and knowing the right people to connect with absolutely is, is helpful for our students and faculty. What kinds of things do you um, do or what technologies are you using to help support that total health? So we we are in process of um exploring a lot, uh, especially with our phase two of our expansion that we are planning to have a lot of technology uh, built into this facility. Uh, one of the things I have uh, tried is this one app that gives you a score of physical movement, mental health, sleep pattern, uh, your uh, knowledge of uh, nutrition and diet, and they kind of give you a score of what your total health is and from your score they will give you suggested um element that you should work on and then give you either the exercise or kind of reading and so that's been uh what i have tried so far uh i just bought a mental meditation device that kind of gives you a and uh takes your pulse as you do this exercise so those are the couple of things that i already have done or in process of doing uh me and uh ben has been working with reaching out to the companies that provide uh new technology in performance space um for athletes and a lot of the times in the back in old school that you have paper and pencil and then just wait how much weight can you lift within you know, this range, but it's not as simple as just uh, the reps and set and the weight you can lift that doesn't truly equal to your performance. Uh, so we have been looking at the GPS tracking system, the posture uh, analysis system, the force plate and another uh, weight lifting and uh, power assessment device. And all that would give you kind of like a report card of each athlete's um, physical activity uh, levels and that will give us and the coaches and the strength coaches more individualized um, the platform that they can work on uh, just because they're they place football and just because they are about the same height and size and the same position that doesn't necessarily mean that their uh, level of physical fitness is the same therefore they should be training differently uh, so those are the technologies that we are trying to incorporate so that we can give uh, more in-depth knowledge of individual athletes and then what kind of individualized program and the training that they should be doing. I love hearing that because there's so much alignment in what we're doing in the classroom. Like you're really looking at multiple data points that are coming together that you're triangulating in, a, in almost like a dashboard, like we would talk about with our, our instructional and assessment data, and then um, really coming up with a personalized solution for each one of your athletes. So we're, as we would say in the classroom, our learners, as we're all working on growing. So seeing that alignment between our instructional philosophy and the athletic philosophy really reinforces that idea of total health. So that's great to hear. 
Um, Hero, tell us too, what kinds of practical suggestions would you have for other schools who are hoping to implement more total health within their organizations? You said other schools mm-hmm. outside of us. Um, yeah, what advice would so, you give to them? Yeah, so, you know, different schools have different resources and the size and the re- limitations. But as of now, there are so many apps uh, that you can use. Um, whether that's tracking your sleep, like uh, Ben said about the wearable uh, devices. If not, uh, even though you might not have to buy an expensive device, but you can definitely find an app uh, that can look at so many different things, whether that's a mental health, uh, sleep tracking, uh, nutritional um, knowledge, and then going to more performance space. there are a lot of the smart your smartphone smartphone can do a lot and measure a lot of things, um, and then just reaching out to professionals when needed, uh, whether that's a mental sleep uh, diet, you know, uh, nutrition and diet. Uh, so my suggestion would be just kind of a quick research. Uh, where we live in a world where we can just search something and like a thousand things pop up. Um, and it's easy to find, especially if you're in, you know, Metro Atlanta. And even if you're not, so many uh, apps are there to help you with that. Um, so that that's, uh, I don't know if I answered your question quite well, but that would be my suggestion. And just looking at the total health. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what student doesn't have their smartphone with them on a day-to-day basis? So why not use that as an instrument of total health is a great place to start. Jared, Ben, what else would you two add in on terms of your research? What practical suggestions would you give to other schools who want to improve their total health? I I would just um, emphasize something that Hero did say already. And especially those of us that find ourselves in these richly interconnected urban environments like Atlanta, there's so many research institutions that are just down the street from us that are eager to partner um, and and, uh, do this kind of research and development work with other institutions who um, are trying to put it to work. Um, And so we as daily campuses are really trying to do the practical action research but we also have so many institutions around us, right, that could help us with the theoretical um, as well as the practical. So I just and, and Ben brings this up in his report, like partnering with outside institutions. We don't have to do this alone and nor do people want to do it alone. They want to connect um, and share research and ideas. So I'll just say that. And then I just can't help it. This isn't answering your question, but I just listening to Hero speak. I just want to acknowledge the beauty of being a K-12 instructor, education, you know, someone who's educating K-12 kids, whether that be in the training room where you're dealing with injuries or whether that be, like you said, Ann Marsh, in uh, perhaps a more conventional academic classroom. I think one thing that we all just hear and hear describe it, we are all amateur behavioral psychologists, whether we want to be or not, um, you know, we would love to retreat to the expertise of our content domain, but the kind of work that's demanded of us with working with K-12 kids um, is one where Hero has to figure out how to stretch his brain to think like a psychologist. He has to stretch his brain to think like a dietitian. Um, there are so many different roles that we are demanded to play because these kids 
are in such an important pivotal moment in their lives. Um, and it's so much more than whatever our content domain is. So thank you hero for, uh, living that up, you know, living that example, uh, on a daily basis with our students. So definitely echo that. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, and to all of our teachers who are listening to all the educators and, and school leaders, thank you for doing the work that you are doing and for being interested and committed to fostering the work of total health and wellness and the well-being of the adults and kids that are within your care, within your school and your organization. Guys, this has been such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, for our listeners, you can check out more research and resources and purchase the fall R&D report, Total Health, online at mvventures.org. Please reach out to us if you have questions. Uh, thank you all for joining today's episode of Start With Questions, a transformational leadership podcast hosted by Mount Vernon Ventures. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. Thank you.